On this episode of the podcast, I'm going to talk about mum dropping some hints, the podcast itself, and the films. Did you hear that? I just clicked, clicked, hit the, whatchamacallit, the boom arm here. I've got to suppress these jazz hands. Anyway, let's get into it. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Luke Who's Talking Podcast. It's episode 52 with me, Luke, of course. I mean, one day I might sell the podcast off to somebody called Jim, and they'll be like, oh, welcome to Jim's podcast, but it's still the same name. I don't know. Anyway, now, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> let me tell you about um, my mum dropping some hints, I think, uh, the other week. So I'll give you a little bit of context. Uh, somebody I went to school with. So I've known this person for like my whole life, except for maybe five years of it. So I've known him for a long time. Anyway, um, they have they run a salon. So we needed haircuts quite badly. So Mum went and got hers cut the other day, other week, and I went with her, but I. Just went into town and did a couple of things. Anyway, so when we met up afterwards, <laughs> she was like, we say uh, this person's name's Sandra for reasons. She was like, oh, gee, Sandra's a lovely girl. And I said, yes, mum, she is. She goes, oh, I've always liked Sandra. I've always liked her. I said, yeah, yeah. She goes, oh, she's, you know, she's, she's you know, bubbly and whatever else, isn't she? And I said, yes, mum, she is. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, and then I said, oh yeah, I mean, I, I really do love her. And mum's like, yes, I know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, dropping some hands is like, yes, yes, mum, I know she's, she's nice. Yes, mum, I know Sandra. Yeah, I know you've always liked her. Yes, mum. <laughs> and I just, you know, slipped that bombshell out. It was not really a bombshell, but it sort of, you know, slipped that out and she's like, Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> so a good little bit of, um, I don't know what that was. But I told somebody about it and they were like, oh yeah, mum's uh, dropping some hints, eh? And I was like, yeah, yep. I think it's probably uh, safe to say she was, yes. <laughs> but anyway, um, I've had a haircut. Well, we've all had haircuts. And as a result, um, cold heads now because we're in winter and less air means coolness so that's not great at all but uh yeah so mum dropping some hints there and you know pretty useless story that but anyway let's play a jazzy jingle and we'll get into just sharing some thoughts and things on on the podcast uh, coming up after this welcome back so the other day i think it was sort of mid last week or whatever i thought about maybe I could I could share some thoughts about some current situations that are going on uh, in the world, and I floated this idea, and um, some people sort of thought, nah, maybe not, and that got me thinking as to what the podcast is. What is this podcast? Because of course, the other uh, episode I was talking about what is what does it mean to be me, and I sort of what does it mean to be this podcast? What is this podcast? So I've had a bit of a think and I, you know, you, you don't come to the podcast here, I assume, to listen to me make 
a hot take or say, geez, this uh, particular world leader is an absolute joke. Um, you know, you don't come to the podcast for that. You know, th that's not what the podcast was originally for. And I think over time, the 50 odd episodes in two years of been doing this, I think it has slowly morphed into a little bit of that happening and I don't think that is that's not the core concept of the, of the podcast of the core idea of the podcast the core concept and core idea of the podcast is pretty much just me telling you stories sharing things that are happening in my daily and that is and those things are not like having a, a spicy take on a company making a stance on issue or whatever else isn't what the podcast was originally for was originally about about so i think that moving forward those sort of um thoughts and ideas are not going to be shared or I'm not going to make a comment on them because at the core concept of the podcast is not what that's not what it's about and also the next segment coming up of course is the films is another thing with that and that is the films segment isn't what the podcast is. this isn't a film podcast it never was intended to be and I don't think that long-time listeners necessarily come to the podcast to hear me talk about films I've watched. So I think the film segment is going to get retired. I would like to spin that off into a separate podcast at some point. Um, I actually did start recording an episode of it, but I was, I was going to do a video companion as well, but my card and my camera filled up and I was probably about halfway. I've still had a a bit of waffling to do so I, I just I canned it all I probably should have saved it saved at least the audio and I could have used that but I decided to can it all um but um yeah so I'm going to moving you know I've something though that I will say that at least having the film segment has done is that it has allowed me to you know when the episodes that the film segment is is in I only have to come up with two stories but the thing with that is, is I have a list on my phone of lots and lots and lots of stories and lots of things that I've that had happened, you know, months ago, even a year ago that I've never talked about, and they are things that I can start getting through because I would I always like to give you or talk about things that have happened most recently, and sometimes that is a bit of a struggle. So, um, but I'm I will I'm going to try and just get the podcast back to where it was and also listening and going through some of the earlier episodes has really um i guess reminded me how this started and what the original idea and concept of the podcast was and that was really me saying you know oh, i was walking down the street saw a bike and the guy hit a curb and his wheel came off. I mean, you know, it's something that these unusual things I would see, um, interesting things that were happening. So, 
I'm going to try and get back into that groove. I feel that I've lost it a little bit, but I think moving forward, um, we've got to go back to our roots. We've got to go back to where we started. So that said, the film segment's coming up soon. Cool. So uh, I've watched a few films. Uh, how many have I watched? Let me get my letterboxed up. That's not letterbox. That's YouTube. What have we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've watched seven since last time, so there we go. Anyway, now let's start off with first one I watched, Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. If you love Wallace and Gromit, the short stories, I think The Wrong Trousers is probably my personal favourite. That has a great chase scene in it as well, but... Wallace and Gromit, Curse of Were-Rabbit, most definitely worth a watch. Basically, Wallace and Gromit are called anti-pesto, and they catch um, critters that are destroying people's vegetable gardens, but uh, Wallace tries some mind-changing hypnotism, or whatever you want to call it, on a uh, rabbit. It backfires, and spoilers, Wallace may or may not be the Were-Rabbit. But it's a bit of fun. I really enjoyed it. I gave it uh, four and a half stars on that one. Next, Anchorman, which is the, the first one. I gave it three stars. Once again, well, not once again, but I think it's it's a good film. Um, Fred Willard in the two as uh, Ed Harkin, who's like the news director. He's great. It's it's a bit of fun, and I think the ensemble cast is really good too. That said, what's his name's Champ? I was about to say Skip. Champ, who's the um, uh, sport guy. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm like, ah, I don't really. He's annoying. Steve Carell. He's like, ah, okay. I mean, I could sort of take him or leave him, really. Same as Champ with the, with the sport. But it's a bit of fun. I like the 70s feel. Uh, Christina Applegate is very appealing I feel as Veronica Corningstone um and I really enjoy her actually I think she's probably my favorite character uh, uh Will Ferrell as Ron is is pretty great now here's a thing Ron says it's not San Diego it's San Diego okay but what does he say after every bulletin you stay classy San Diego he doesn't say San Diego does he so he's just contradicting himself anyway i gave that three bit of fun bit of a cult classic i think next one wall street 1987 this is interesting because the film set in 1985 but it was made in 1987 uh, interesting a very young charlie sheen and also martin sheen turning up as well as charlie's father spoiler good old bud fox um gordon gecko i think michael douglas plays him really well that greasy sort of twerp that he is I really, and uh, Roger Barnes, who's played by the guy from The Blacklist, James Spader, is that right? You know who I'm talking about. He's in it. I'd like a bit more of him, actually. I like his huge round glasses, like the 80s look. Once again, it's really interesting. And, um, yeah, I find it really interesting that the, there's the the old guy at the, um, oh, also, what's his name? Dr. Kelso. Is it Dr. Kelso? Anyway, old mate from Scrubs, he's in it too. Um, yeah, but the guy in, in the, the office where Bud works, Lou, he's very sort of, how can I say, wise. And what it's really interesting because everything he sort of 
warns Fox about, old Bud about, sort of happens, and it all backfires on him in a way, which is really uh, interesting. And look, it's quite a yeah. I, you know, I I enjoyed it. If you like a bit of eighties tech, it's um decent to watch. I think Michael Douglas is a scene where he's on the beach on a mobile phone, and it is huge. It is thick. It is a thick boy. And I gave Wall Street three and a half. Not bad. Anchorman 2. Oh, don't watch it. I gave it two stars. Um, oh, yeah, and that reminds me. I have something to get to about it. But, uh, I, you know, I gave it two stars. It's like a sequel that didn't, doesn't really need to exist. Um, one thing I'd say is Veronica. She deserves better than Ron, in my opinion, really. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, whatever. Now, I did make a comment here on my reviewers. I think the movie would have been better if they, the team had to get back together and go back to San Diego and sort of get Channel 4 back to the top or something like that. Um, I think that would be a bit more interesting for me personally, but whatever. Now, here's, here's a thing. At the end of the first movie, okay, it goes through what happens to the characters afterwards. So Ron and Veronica are hosting a news bulletin, like cow anchoring. Uh, what's his name? Skip Champ, whatever his name is, is it says that he was a sports commentator or whatever and got fired. It says that Brick is married, has 12 kids, and is an advisor to George W. Bush. Now, the first movie sort of set mid-70s. So that means Georgie Bush... Um, now, George W. Is he second Bush? Anyway, but still, you got Bush in the late 80s and you got Bush in the early noughties. So, so it's a while off. And then, that, um, what's his name? The guy with the moustache... And the hair. Ah, oh, forgotten his name. See, this is how invested I am, obviously, in these movies. I'm like, oh, I don't even know what this guy's name is. But it says that he was a host of a show, like a reality show. Okay, now this is what happens at the end of the first movie. When we see them all at the start of the second movie, Ron and Veronica are co-anchoring a news program. Okay, so that bit's like, yep. Brick, though... Is not married, does not have children, and is not an advisor of George W. Bush. Champ, I think they do say he has been fired. And the fourth guy who escapes me, he is a cat photographer. Right. So what I'm getting at here is I'm a little bit confused as to the timeline. So her is so are the events of the second film happening? Because at the end of the movie, Brick gets married. Okay. We're not really sure what Veronica... I, don't, I think it's a bit left a bit open, what happens to Veronica and Ron, like how they go forward and blah, blah, blah. But is it that the events of the second film take place before the events that we are told that have happened at the end of the first? How does that work? That's if anybody knows, let me know. I am a bit confused as to how that actually works. Anyway, 
Next film, uh, what did I give it? Anchorman 2, two stars. Uh, the next film, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps. I gave that two and a half. First of all, Jake Moore is an idiot. Let me tell you why. So he's in cahoots with Winnie, or Winifred, whom is Gecko's daughter. Now, in the first film, there is no conversation at all about Gecko having a daughter. He has a son. There is no conversation in that movie about, oh, we've got another kid on the way. So the kid, so the daughter's just sort of like, here's the kid. We'll briefly explain in the second film how that exists. Okay, what happened to the son? Oh, well, he died. Right, thanks. Lazy filmmaking, in my opinion. But so Jake Moore, played by, I think it was Shia LaBeouf, um, he's an idiot because he gets, he's, gets stitched up like Fox, like Bud Fox. He is, so he's with Gecko's daughter, and she's like, stay away from him. But he doesn't. As a result, he gets played. Gecko takes her money. That old LaBeouf's like, oh, yeah, how about you sign over this cash? And, you know, we can do this great stuff. That doesn't work out. But, hey, at the end, um, Gecko's like, ah, I was lousy. I don't know that money, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Oh, now, here's another thing. Hold on, I've got to sneeze. Okay, here's another thing. That it's... <laughs> I feel that these movies at least play on people who don't really know how trading works because they're like, we're making a trade right now worth heaps of money and it seems like at the end of the day they're selling it. They're offloading that trade because the stock's gone up. Okay, so they're... um. They're day traders, is what you'd call them. Here's the thing, though. I have, I own some shares, and when I put in an order to buy, I, now, your mileage may vary where you are, I don't know, but at least here, I, it's not like instant, they have to, that, it takes a while for that trade to be processed, and I'm sure if you are trading, making big trades worth, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars, that would take a while for that trade to go through. It would take a trade, like it'd take a while for that to go through. Um, it's not like instant. You know, it's not like, oh, well, we're, we're going to buy a million shares of this today and at the end of the day, we're going to flip them. I mean, I, you know, I, yeah, I don't think that's exactly... I'm not sure if you could sell before a trade, before a buy order is executed, if that makes sense. I don't know. Anyway, Wall Street... Lady Never Sleeps, two and a half. Once again, I would say a sequel, but probably doesn't, excuse me, doesn't really need to exist. There you go. Annie Hall, watch that interesting movie. I like how Woody Allen breaks the fourth wall and, like, talks to us, which is very, um, I like that in films. Woody, of course, is his typical Woody Allen, awkward, paranoid hypocrite sorry, hypochondriac, um, and that sort of stuff. Diane Keaton, she's really great as Annie and actually reminds me of somebody I know a little bit. And uh, Woody's best friend, Rob, is it? Uh, he's He's got a great voice. Questionable, though, his, I don't know, his existence. But he's, he's got a great voice. And, yeah, the timeline isn't lineal as well 
but it has some jumps and backs and forth, which sometimes does annoy me. It can get under, it can be flags of our fathers, for example. It's a good back and forth film. I've I don't really like that, and like flashbacks, I have problems with at times. I think it probably depends how it's done. But Annie Hall, I think's very good. Um, it's a classic film. Oh, look, I've got a classic film from Hollywood's, from one of Hollywood's best eras. Yeah, um, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's, I think it's just, you know, it's bizarre. There's a scene where they're talking, there are subtitles, which is interesting. Um, yeah, I'd, I gave it three and a half. I think it's worth a watch. I mean, you might not agree with Woody Allen personally, but I think he, he is a good filmmaker. And, you know, they say, admire the art, not the artist. So, there you go. You might hate me personally, but you might enjoy the podcast. That's okay. Now, the next film, 1965's Von Ryan's Express. Quite enjoyed this. And when I finished it, I was like, I want to watch this movie again. I have seen it before. And, uh, yeah, when I finished it, I was like, I want to watch that again. I want to watch it again. It's got Frank Sinatra in it. So basically what happens, Frank Sinatra, he's a World War II, he's a US Army um, pilot. He's, his plane goes down, he's captured by the Italians. So he goes down in, his, in Italy, he's captured by the Italians. Um, he's put into the POW camp. What happens, he gets put in, some things escalate, and he gets put in the sweat box. Um, and... I think, uh, we're not sure how long he's been in there for, but there is a point, he gets broken out by the prisoners, and he's like, what's going on? They say, all the guards are gone, the Italians have surrendered to the Germans. So that's okay. And then they decide to um, leave camp, and they get recaptured, put on a train, and the train is going to, I can't quite, I, I don't think we actually know where the end point of the train is. But anyway, the prisoners hijack the train and drive it to Switzerland. So, that's a simple concept of sorts, but the stakes are, are quite high, especially like when they get um, control of the train, the stakes are pretty high. And it's also like, are they going to escape? Are they not? It is a high stakes film. I think the situations are pretty high stakes. And there are situations, again, where you are, you know, you're given something good as the audience, but then it's like immediately bang, ripped, taken away from you, sort of thing. So it's like, you know, the prisoners get out of the camp in the first place. That is good, we're given that, but then they get captured again. So that good's, you know, taken away. They seize control of the train, but they have to stop and at various stations and things. So that's sort of like a little bit of a, a tug back from us. And, um, you know, there's a situation where they stop the train at a siding and they go to just let everybody out and go, but then that can't happen because there's an air raid happening. So, um, yeah, and the end is a is a bittersweet situation because you know spoilers spoilers here, but you know the train gets away, but um, not all the main characters do. I'll leave you with that. So, Four Stars of Von Ryan's Express. I think if you can get a hold of it, watch it. Because I quite, um, 
I quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed it. Anyway, we'll be back after this to wrap things up. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Luke Who's Talking podcast. You can send me an email, of course, lukewhostalking at gmail.com. Twitter, Facebook, all that jazz. There'll be links, you know, elsewhere, somewhere, down below. There we go. And um, your podcast is slow. I'm slowly getting all the episodes uploaded to YouTube on a schedule. So when I've caught up, of course, I will then attempt a video companion to this. So on my shelf here, I just put my camera on there, hit record, hit record here in DaVinci Resolve in the uh, Fairlight tab. Talk to you, sync it up slap it on youtube and for those audio listeners i will put the jingles in and do a little bit more work with that for you but you know if i had something like a roadcaster pro so road if you're out there listening send me one uh but i can have i can have the jingles on the pad and i can just go bang play them and i wouldn't really have to do much post at all actually honestly i probably wouldn't really do anything because the only work i do in this really is i put the jingles in that's it that's all I do. Anyway, hope you enjoyed the podcast as always. And um, yeah, I'll catch you next time. Bye.